And now we have a very, very interesting and innovative presentation. Uh, Stephen Cooper and Tyler Shapiro from uh, uh, the Fourth Insurance Office, they are going to talk about a very catchy topic, digital kidnap and ransom, the financial response to the 21st century piracy. So here they are from the States. They, they flew in just for this. So we're delighted to have them, and thank you. And uh, I'm delighted to say that they're going to save the world from uh, piracy because they will be traveling with us uh, in China, Singapore, Cyprus, everywhere. So we'll be partners in the anti-crime. <laughs> thank you. Good afternoon. And thank all of you for joining our session. Thank you, Nicholas, for allowing us uh, this time before I introduce myself and my associate, I'd like to share a statistic. In the next 12 months, businesses will experience on the order of 1.5 million cyber incidents. Now, if we assume that cyber criminals, like the rest of us, celebrate Christmas and New Year's, take vacations, and a few days of sick leave, we can estimate that about 5,000 incidents occur daily, or about 208 each hour someplace on the globe. And we will learn today that the maritime industry is a prime target. So we have estimated that during our talk, 69 incidents will take place. So if one or two of you need to leave, we will understand that um, it must be due to an incident. However, if we see too many of you leave, we'll conclude that our talk was not sufficiently interesting, but we will do our best. My name is Stephen Cooper, and I've spent more than four decades in all aspects of insurance and risk management. I've used that picture for three decades. <laughs> Our firm is Fourth Insurance, and though we engage in brokerage, we're primarily consultants specializing in management and cyber liability and transaction-related coverages. On my right, I'd like to have you meet my associate, Mr. Tyler Shapiro. Good afternoon. My name is Tyler Shapiro. I became involved in cyber risk management as a consultant with Deloitte, where my focus was on operational and IT risk assessments. Now that I've joined Steve at Forth, we have done work for a number of ship owners in the management liability area, and more recently, cyber has become a meaningful part of our business. We bring greetings from New York City, where we've just finished participating in a month-long celebration, a campaign designed to raise awareness as how we can detect and prevent cybercrime. The US Department of Homeland Security has designated October as National Cybersecurity Month. We were encouraged to participate in public and private events all with the goal of eliminating cybercrime. While I cannot confirm that this has been successful, I expect we will be celebrating again next year. 
as we can see in the graph behind, incident frequency is increasing at a rapid rate. But keep in mind, the rate is likely much higher. In fact, as incidents become more technologically advanced, many of them are not reported for long after they've begun damaging the company. Many events will never be reported at all. Any cyber incident is damaging to your company. Advisin has reported in 2016 that 30% of all incidents will lead to some form of business interruption. Interruption losses and even more damaging reputational losses, which are very hard to quantify and even harder to recover from, especially in a competitive and fragmented business like the marine service industry. Keeping, pa <clears throat> keeping pace with the growth in incidents is the growth in cyber insurance premiums. From under a billion in 2013, they are expected to exceed seven billion by 2020. There are approximately 50 carriers that write this coverage, and if you ask many of them, they will say it's their fastest growing area. But growing faster than incidents or insurance premium are the number of conferences, seminars, books, software, guidelines, regulations, warnings, and solutions, all designed to help your business avoid becoming the next cybercrime statistic. Behavioral economists would explain that cybercrime is a rational economic response to the three objectives of those who engage in cybercrime. The objectives are simply profit, profit and disruption designed to promote and fund awareness of an ideology or grievance, and something called recreational hacking. Cybercrime is a cheap, efficient, quick, and simple way to raise money and gain attention. And most of all, it's safer than piracy, kidnapping, traditional theft, drug dealing, and human trafficking. But keep in mind, these deliberate attempts to exploit the weaknesses of your IT and operational systems are only half the story. While half of all cyber events are deliberate, the balance are innocent. No more than negligent, unintended acts by an employee, a vendor, a visitor to your vessel or operations center, where the only weapon employed are iPhones, laptops, memory sticks, and other portable data storage devices. Negligence is predictable, and manageable, but not avoidable. Accidents are going to happen. It's what we focus on during Cybersecurity Awareness Month. But profit, ideology, and recreational hacking are a greater challenge. Combined, intentional, and unintentional cyber events cost businesses an estimated 445 billion US in 2016. 
Let's get back to economic efficiency. Kidnap and ransom is profitable, and at times the motivation is political. Kidnap and ransom was globally about a $100 million business for Al-Qaeda. And pre-2008, Somali pirates managed to net a similar $100 million a year in kidnapping. But don't forget, you need to feed pirates and pay them. Anywhere from $30,000 to $75,000 per year, and they get more money if they bring their own weapons. Compare piracy to a ransomware or malware attack. Ransomware is a much better business. It has lower expenses. It has fewer management problems. And they let you work at home. The biggest problem with a successful ransomware effort might be storing, transferring, and accessing the gains. But recent ransomware threats have demanded cryptocurrencies in an attempt to avoid contact with traditional financial institutions. It is estimated that ransomware proceeds approached $1 billion in 2016. So with that kind of revenue, we can expect pirates will be returning back to school to learn how to write damaging code. Now let's consider how vulnerable the increasingly data-driven and connected maritime transport business truly is. We heard this throughout the day during many sessions. Back in 2013, a team of students from the University of Texas and Cornell University, motivated only by the promise of good grades, used about $2,000 of equipment and their programming skills to commandeer a 65-meter superyacht in the Mediterranean. They did this by spoofing the vessel's electronic charts with false charts. This caused the master to take an alternate course. Fortunately, this was a controlled experiment with the necessary permissions. Not so in April 2016, when 280 vessels were forced to return to port after experiencing corruption in their navigation systems. This was linked to North Korea. We feel we have learned a lot in the last few years. In 2014, an unnamed spokesperson for a container line stated, we consider cyber risk a threat, but vessels are no more vulnerable to such attacks as onshore systems and organizations. We are taking such risks seriously and ensuring that we are protected against threats. In 2017, however, after suffering a multi-hundred million dollar loss following a global malware incident, the company is said that it suffered significant business interruption, that its antivirus programs were not effective protection, and that it will be installing different and further protective measures. So what is a prudent financial response to the threat of a cyber event? The prudent response is determined by considering, first, what are your chances of being a cyber event victim? What are the vulnerabilities in your particular systems? Calculate the loss scenarios of a cyber event. What would it cost to recover? Take a look and to see 
what extent to which cyber coverage is embedded in insurance that you already have. Take a look at what the gaps are in your program and consider what range of loss could you reasonably uh, absorb. And if you can transfer the risk, is there value in doing so? So what are your chances? It's difficult to say. Publicly, the head of cyber underwriting at AIG was quoted describing his job as throwing darts at a dartboard. Cyber insurance is new, cyber insurance is not standardized, and there simply is not enough data. Cyber events, as we've heard, frequently go unreported. Your chances were described by a knowledgeable attorney at the esteemed law firm of Blank Rome. He said there are two kinds of companies, those who have been breached and those who have but just don't know it. And most recently, the question was raised, it is not when, it is not if, it is when. But not everyone agrees. The Joint Hall Committee reported just a few years back the risk of loss or damage caused to or by a ship as a direct result of cybercrime is currently low for bulk or general cargo shipping, but higher for specialized or technically advanced ships. P&I Club North of England recently advised its members until relatively recently, cybersecurity has not been an issue for our ships. They were not connected to the outside world. Now, they are not only networked, but they are also connected. Maritime trades are connected and part of what we call the Internet of Things. Maritime industries will not face material liabilities from the unauthorized release of customer lists. They will face liabilities resulting from physical loss, bodily injury, and business interruption. So what could this cost? An ordinary data breach might cost your company around $4 million, according to the Panaman data breach study. Cost to the port of Antwerp, where a breach was perpetrated by drug smugglers, was reported to cost in the $10 million range. World Fuel Service lost $18 million to an online bunkering scam. Pirates have breached firewalls of container ships to identify which containers hold high-value cargo. You know the value of your vessels and your equipment and the anticipated revenue of your enterprise. Recovery from a breach can take weeks. You already insure these assets against fire and collision, war and weather, piracy, and loss of use. What you need to consider in the current political climate, where frequency and severity data is yet unavailable, is whether the threat of cybercrime is as real as the threats we routinely insure against. Although we have just met, and even if you have not purchased cyber-specific coverage, I would wager each of you that I can find some valuable cyber protections in the policies you already have. I would start by looking at your business property policies. Uh, 
if you have all-risk policies covering business property on vessels and at your land-based locations, these may provide indemnification for first-party losses of your equipment and possibly your data. But I'd also look for exclusions. For UK firms, look for endorsement NMA 29, 14, and 15, which exclude losses consequent to electronic intrusion. I might also review your war risk exclusions. A virus or malware, which is politically motivated, may be considered a form of terrorism and therefore excluded in some forms. But you may have a very talented broker, and he or she may have already been successful in removing some of these. Lloyds reported that there is significant ambiguity in policies where cyber is neither affirmed nor excluded. So until we experience a catastrophic loss, we might not know how much cyber coverage is embedded in common policy forms. Next, I look at the cover on your vessels. On your hull policies, if you are a member of one of the international group clubs or other mutual arrangement, I would expect to find Institute Clause 380, which denies coverage where loss is the result of a cyber attack. But fortunately, your P&I cover does not exclude coverage for cyber unless it is consequent to terrorism or war, in which case a war risk extension may pick up coverage that is otherwise excluded. It makes sense to review your crime coverage in incidents which may involve extortionate demands related to a cyber intrusion or the theft of funds of the insured or a customer as part of a phishing or malware scam, some crime cover will be responsive. Last, directors and officers' policies need to be reviewed for a few reasons. First, privacy breaches can lead to bodily injury claims following allegations of mental anguish. And in most forms, bodily injury is excluded. Insured versus insured exclusions can also limit coverage where insiders are involved in a cyber event. A thorough policy audit will tell you where you have cyber coverage, where you may have cyber coverage, and where it has been excluded. While physical assets are easy to value, potential losses due to business interruption are more difficult to pinpoint, and these are best addressed by your CFO and auditors. But exclusions can be brought back, and coverage where absent can be added. Policy forms are evolving, and comparisons are difficult. Some policy forms limit benefits to indemnification, while others provide comprehensive loss prevention mitigation, and crisis response services. Ship owners can buy back their CL380 exclusions, and new broad form policies can add back or be excess to the coverages excluded from your underlying property and liability policies. As for limits, travelers reports writing mid-market policies, and their median policy is about $4 million while global broker Marsh says their average placement is about 17 million. The market is benefiting from the entrance of new carriers and new capital. 
but each new breach causes carriers to become more cautious and concerned about their exposure to data networks that have become increasingly interconnected. Our recommendation is to probe the markets and even apply for coverage. While the process still remains arduous, you'll discover a lot about your company's data security practices and whether they are viewed as adequate or at risk. I thank you for your time and attention and invite your questions. Any, quest any questions? Any comments? 